Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And this morning, Saturday, the 19th of December, 9 o'clock Central Time, we're going to be doing a 10-team head-to-head points fantasy basketball mock draft. And I'm joined by good friend Drake Sanford. You can follow him on Twitter at the Fellow DES. I think I have the link in the description below. But Drake, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Happy to be here. Yeah, we got a lot of fun. We had a, this one's a special request. I can't remember who requested it, but we're doing a 10 team head to head points mock. Drake's going to be in the one spot. I'll be in the seven. Uh, I haven't really drafted from like the middle to the, you know, the back end of the round very often. So I think it's going to be good for me to just kind of get the lay of the land. And Drake is going to be at the one spot. Is there any, like, is there any pause at the number one spot there? Is it, is it just, is it Giannis? Is there any question there, especially in a points league? No uh, question. That kind of makes the decision there. But I think the fun part about fantasy basketball discussions is like that two, three, four spot, which we know our friend Jesse, who does hold the three spot in our big draft on Sunday. He's been he's been he's been doing the Herbert Taysom Hill dance with, that I've had to deal with. And is he, is he going Harden? Is he going Jokic? Uh, I don't maybe even Anthony Davis. You know, there's a lot of um, different ways you can do it in the top three or four picks there. But I think Giannis is the clear. Don't even don't even overthink it. Just take Giannis. Would Jesse be um, wrong in thinking that he could just take LeBron there? No, uh, I don't think yeah. so. Um, especially, I mean, I'm always telling people that one, you need to have fun. If you don't really like that player, or you don't really want to root for a player, take the guy that you feel the best about, or the the, the team that you like the most. Um, so when it comes to that, it's like splitting hairs. I'll choose the guy that I that I want to root for a little bit more. So I've always liked LeBron. He's why couldn't I take LeBron at two point at, at number two overall where I'm sitting, you know, there's, there's right. good questions there. I'll take Luca for sure. Just because I'm, I'm a little bit more excited about his upside there, but LeBron's going to, he's going to fill the stats, you know, and he's also got a, a couple other three point shooters on his team now and some younger guys developing there. So I, and with LeBron too, is he's only had one injury plague season. Um, yep. If you're worried, I think the one of the common knocks on AD is, oh, you know, so he's always going to miss a handful of games. But I don't think LeBron's got that that injury tag there. So, uh, but again, this is a ten team points head to head mock. I did want to thank you guys. Uh, if you haven't checked out some of our other videos, I do have a basketball playlist on our. Uh, on our channel here and when our first mock draft video went ham it's got over uh, 1600 views so thank you guys for that you can check these out uh, i just recorded a 12 team head-to-head or um, uh, i recorded a 10 team categories mock last night so we're trying to get uh, some of the different formats and the different size for you guys so i hope this helps um don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel like the video and uh comment with questions you know it's a big weekend as far as fantasy basketball coming up on tuesday it's right around the corner so a lot of fun things going here. Drake is going to secure this Giannis uh, pick at the number one, but I don't know, man. Anything in the, like the preseason or anything catch your eye or any thoughts? I guess on what we're seeing so far in the NBA. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of inconsistency with the rookies, which is expected this year. I think it's probably a good year to steer clear of rookies unless you're getting them on a steal. And then probably the last two rounds is where I'm comfortable with that. Um, other than that, I don't think anything's really catching my eye. A lot of teams played their camp bodies last night. So if you're getting discouraged by box scores, kind of look into it a little more. Yeah, I like that. And um, I mean, we kind of hit on the rookie thing in our side chat 
I think earlier in the week. And I think John and I touched on it last night where these rookies have only been in camp for like three weeks, four weeks at the most. Like I'm, it's it's going to be a rough uh, beginning of the year for them. So if you're banking on rookies to help you get wins and get categories or whatever in the early parts of the season, you might be a little bit disappointed. Maybe by March or something, we see some a couple of them emerge, but it's going to be probably slow going for the rookies. So I think I'm with you in the last one or two rounds. If one of your favorite guys is still there, he's he's worth a shot. Uh, but for me, I don't know if there's going to be any rookie that sticks out and it's going to be part of my winning recipe. Morning, Turner. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, but yeah, we got the 10 team mock draft just about to start on ESPN. Um, I was able to fill up my free ESPN league with a bunch of people here on YouTube and Twitter and stuff. So we were able to do it. So that was, uh, that was pretty fun. Got to turn. So Drake is going to lock in Giannis. Um, and just while we're just talking here, like Luca, I'm probably taking Luca at the two spot there. In a point, like I got no problem with stuff in the stats there. Uh, number three overall, though, if you're up at three, do you do you fall into Harden or do we kind of lean into our Lakers? Or I'm not a big Jokic guy at the top three or four. I think I'd prefer Jokic at four or five if I could. Yeah, at three, I'd probably be looking at Harden, obviously, and also Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. Um, I'm a big Carl Anthony Towns supporter, and he does everything for fantasy basketball. We pulled up some stats. Me and John were looking at categories last night, and we pulled up a three-point uh, a three-point field goals made stat. And Carl Anthony was the only center like within distance. Like he was in the top like fifteen of of people who've made three-point attempts, and not even any centers were close. So like that's kind of fun if you if you want a big guy that's gonna that's helping rebounds and the points and a couple of the defensive stats. He's gonna he's gonna hit threes. What is his? Three percentage is pretty high too, isn't it? Yeah, I want to turn my head. Maybe 35, 36 or something. Yeah. Range, but he's a pretty solid player. So I'm up to pick here. We did talk a little bit about LeBron James maybe being a pick for me. Um, Kevin Durant's fun. I don't know how I don't take Kevin Durant here. Um, but I'm kind of indifferent here. I do think for a points league, uh, LeBron offers me a little bit more stability with all the stats. So I'm just going to take LeBron here. I'm, I've been a LeBron fan since he uh, was in high school. So I'm going to just roll with LeBron. Kevin Durant would have been my other pick, and I don't think it was between anybody else. So I feel pretty good there. Uh, with the 10 team, I'll be up in a second here. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of auto picks uh, coming up. So this draft should be pretty speedy. Um, as far as round two guys, Drake, in the second round, I know you like Jason Tatum, and you've also been in a, a Joel Embiid guy, uh, but does anybody else kind of like engage your interest? I like Devin Booker quite a bit. Yeah, you kind of hit on it right there. Devin Booker is definitely an interesting player to be looking at round two. Um, Bradley Beal, even, yeah, with his three-point shooting, and he's got a partner in crime now. <clears throat> I want to I wanna take Russell Westbrook. Every draft, um, I haven't yet. I just want to see kind of how that works out and how that all blends together. Russ is a special player. That's kind of how I feel about Bradley Beal, too, is he's always had the ball in his hand there. Um, so I'm expecting a, a slight decrease in points. Maybe his efficiency goes up because he's not having to get open as much. Yeah, we, we haven't seen John Wall running that team for a couple of years now. So. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dip into Devin Booker here, get the shooting guard point guard. I I love him with Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul is gonna complement him really well and set him up and allow Devin Booker to actually 
get some other stats. And, and, you know, while he's not having the ball in his hand at all time, he's going to be busy getting open. He's going to probably have a little bit more energy too, because he's not always, you know, looking for his shot. So I think Devin Booker uh, round two is a little fun. And then I also, we've been hitting on this every show, but I just, I love getting guys with two player positions uh, eligibility there. That's one of my favorites. Especially top talent like Booker. Um, That just makes your life so much easier when you're setting rosters. So Drake also got, oh, he's got the Giannis at power forward and shooting forward there. Uh, And you're going to have two picks coming up here. So I'll kind of just let you take it over and give us your thought process on what's going on. Yeah. Just looking at the board here, um, Russell Westbrook's still available. I'm guessing he's going to go one of these picks. Um, Andre Drummond, a, a guy I would love to be able to take here. We've talked about his fantasy greatness. Um, and then, you know, there's Zion sitting down there. And another guy, what did he put up? 30-some points last night? 31. 31, yep. So he's going to be stuffing the stat sheet. Points, rebounds, blocks. Um, so we'll just kind of see what falls into my lap. That's another guy I would have taken, um, but that's all right. Alexander just went. So with this pick, I am going to take um, Andre Drummond here. Oh, I'm not up yet. Siakam gets a little interesting here. He does. He does. Um, But I'm going to kind of stick to what I like with Drummond. Um, And then I'm going to take another multi-position talented player. And I'm going to pass up on my boy Kyrie Irving. And take Brandon Ingram. There you go. Tell us on Brandon Ingram. Ingram is just a special basketball player. I don't know if you got a chance to watch much of him last year, but he does it all for them. Him and Zion are both going to be filling up the stat sheet. And Ingram's one of those guys I think we'll be talking about as an MVP-type caliber player here in a couple of years. Wow. Pelicans, man. Pelicans are going to be a really fun team. Yes. David Griffin has done a great job there. I'm interested to see what Stan Van has to offer. Um, I, haven't, I haven't seen him in the league in a couple of years. So. He just needs to keep it fun for these young kids. He just needs yeah. to, to not be a boss, and he just needs to, I don't know, get those minutes in, in the rotation. They have such a nice mix of veterans, too, that are going to keep this team um, together and playing right. So JJ Reddick comes to mind, you know, with that team um, as an outspoken leader. Even even Bledsoe's with them too. So and Stephen Adams now, which yeah. Stephen Adams is like one of my top three favorite basketball players to watch because he's just a dirty man that does the dirty work. Yep. Um, so Drake was at the one spot. He starts with Giannis and he snags Andre Drummond, Brandon Ingram. So he's got a pretty good middle core there. I'm up to pick here. At the seventh overall, guys, I'm looking at Drew Holiday's interesting being a Bucks fan. Paul George, DeAndre Ayton. Um, I was kind of hoping uh, I could get uh, a Bama out of bio here, but I'm not able to do that. So what do I do here? Um, Ayton's kind of fun, but I'm 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 not a huge Ayton guy. I do like Donovan Mitchell just because I know he's the best player over there, and I, I just he's going to score points. He doesn't really get too many rebounds and assists, but for him, he's going to easily put up, you know, 27, 28 points per game this year. Uh, do I pass on a guy like Paul George, seven seconds left? I'm just going to fall into the Donovan Mitchell here. I, I'm kind of hoping Jamal Murray comes around the side here. If I can get him, that's kind of the, the move here. 
where I'm, I'm just getting Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray. Those two guys excite me a lot, especially as a, as a team with Booker and James. I'm, I'm having a really strong uh, shooting guard kind of start here to the draft, and then I can lock in Jamal Murray at the starting point guard here. So that's going to be the move for me. Um, you just need to go watch those bubble games between that yeah. playoff series, and you can be excited about those two players. Yeah, those two guys just went back and forth and traded barbs. Um, so Jamal Murray, I know I'll, I'll kind of let you talk about Jamal Murray and why he's been one of your favorite third round picks. Um, I don't think, cause I'm not going to be in a position to draft him in my big, my, the big money league that we share together. Uh, whereas this, I think I'm more into your area here where he should be available, but man, this is a player here who I think everyone this year is going to be like, Holy crap. He, he is, he's, has he, has he been an all-star yet? I don't know if he's been an all-star yet. We'd have to look that up. Um, this is the year. But, yeah, just watching Murray play in the in the bubble has to have everyone excited about his potential. I know the game's going to be a little different, but coming off, flying high, um, you know, they were in the conference finals. That's I think that's a, a team to really look at to take off even more this year with him and Porter Jr. Um, right. And we, we know what the Joker's going to do. He's just so consistent and he's going to fill out his spot as well. And this dude's going to, you know, be, he's going to lead the team in minutes. Probably he's going to be, if not the leading scorer, the second leading scorer on this team. And then just what he does in the rebounds and assist category, he's as steady as they come. And then all of the numbers here that you see on the side, this is going to be his floor this year. Like he's probably going to be getting a lot more of these 50 point games. Some of you in these 60 point games. So I really like Jamal Murray there. And he's multi-positional. And he's multi. He's he's checking both boxes for me. So we love to see the flexibility there. I have a feeling I know where you're going here at the end of. Oh man! So this is a ten-team league. So you're you're <laughs> ten-team leagues are fun because uh, we usually play twelve-team stuff, and the the teams just get stacked here. So I'm seeing like Sabonis, John Collins, Kelly Oubre. Uh, if you're into Middleton or Lowry, Lowry, that's fun too. But McCollum and Levine. This is a this is a lot of, of fun players here in this round. So who sticks out to you? Um, I think you hit it right away. Sabonis. Um, he just got picked. Dang he it. Just got picked. That's all right because I really like John Collins. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap him up. Um, if he's healthy, the sky's the limit there as well for fantasy points. Um, he's gonna fill it all out for you. And now I'm gonna kind of look around. I'm looking for a kind of a high potential player here, um, the top of the leaderboard, some bigger names, but I'm, you know, I'm not sure they're going to equal what they're projected. So I'm going to go with CJ McCollum here. Yep. Get my first guard. Um, McCollum again, he's on a very talented Portland team that when healthy, they play extremely well together. So I think he's probably going to outperform what he's projected in these ESPN points. Um, he, he gets a lot of points for you. So that's what you're looking with McCollum is to fill out the, the points. I think we hit on this thought in our first uh, 12 team mock, but with McCollum, sometimes you're getting the best player for the trailblazers on a given night, which could be, if you look at if cause most, I think all fantasy leagues play like in a week format, like you could get one or two monster games from him throughout the week. And that's going to help carry your team there. So McCollum, sometimes he plays like a second round pick. And uh, for the most part, his floor games are pretty safe. So McCollum, I think most people would agree he's as safe of a pick as you can you can get there in the fifth round. So I love that. 
I was uh, also looking at Zach Levine. Uh, yep. I think we talked about how exciting he could be with the right system now, Billy Donovan there. He's really going to build around Levine and Colby White. Um, and you hit my pick here. Last night he did go 20 points, four boards, four assists, two steals, 29 minutes. So uh, that's that's just an average day out for Levine. I know there's injury concerns, but as far as – I'm willing to bet on young talent eventually putting it together and – uh, I just think the Bulls are headed in the right direction. They got some new new people in there. They got a new coach. I was looking at Kelly Oubre here uh, just because he's he's one. He's got the, the PF and the SF next to his name. Uh, but I'm actually really excited about what he can do because we know Clay Thompson's going to be out, and I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him to be scoring and, uh, among some of the other stats that he provides for you. But I do get Zach Levine here, and all of a sudden I'm very shooting guard heavy. I got Jamal Murray. Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, and Zach Levine. Um, that's going to be kind of fun here. So now I'm probably looking for more power forward center type people. Uh, and the good news is I got a lot of guys to pick from in this, whether that's Steven Adams, who we've kind of discussed already, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, Hassan uh, Whiteside, Clint Capella. I wanted to ask you about Clint Capella with, with – um, with John Collins here, but I'm going to take Christian Wood. I think this is a guy that a lot of people are starting to get excited about as a Bucks fan. It, it sucked to see him leave. He was one of our, our best G league players and he actually played pretty well for us uh, when he got pulled up. But man, this was a guy that filled the stats for the Pistons last year. He just got paid big money to be, uh, to be in the Rockets organization. And uh, I just, the guy's super steady. He's going to flirt with double doubles every night. So I, I really like Christian Wood's value and the upside there. Uh, but any quick thoughts on, on what the rotation of Clint Capella and John Collins might be this year? You know, I don't think their games really collide with each other at all. Capella is going to play some solid defense in the center position for you. He's also going to be their pick and roll guy. You yep. know, Trey Young, Rondo coming off the bench. Um, I, don't, I don't really see them colliding. Rather, they're just going to work really well together. And I think we've seen glimpses of that in the preseason already. Mm -hmm. A healthy Clint Capella is a great fantasy asset. And then while we're kind of on the same topic, there's another group of like, you know, power forward center group there. That's interesting me. And it's Hassan Whiteside and Rashawn Holmes, who you can get Holmes a lot later. And he's actually the starter right now. I know I, I love Hassan Whiteside's potential. He's had trouble staying healthy, but I don't know if you had any thoughts on, on Hassan Whiteside and what he can do with the Kings. Yeah, I think you kind of hit on it. When Hassan is into the game and he's healthy and playing, he can be a beast. He's going to get, you know, boards. He's going to get points and blocks. I just, we don't see enough of it from Hassan. So I kind of stay away from him. Again, he's another high potential player that you like to cheer for. Um, so you, you're up to pick here. You just took Clint Capella. Interesting. And then here's one of my darling picks that I've been making you know, no matter what draft it is. And that's Julius Randall here. Um, sell us on Julius Randall. Julius Randall is just, he's kind of, he might be the best player right now on the New York Knicks. The Knicks were a little bit of a mess last year, but I still kept him on my roster pretty much the whole year. Um, again, he's just one of those versatile fantasy players. He's only got the power forward. Um, eligibility but he's going to get you your points he's going to get you your rebounds he's going to get you your blocks he's just an overall good player um, and we've seen so much glimpse of greatness with him when he was on the pelicans um, before they kind of rearranged that roster he was their best player um, for that stretch 
Yeah, I mean, especially at this point, round seven, pick one, like you can't really go wrong with Julius. Yeah, you're talking about a guy that can get a double double every night for you, easy. Core of that team, and when I when I played 2K uh, earlier, like this summer, like I was the Knicks, and Randall's fun. Randall can do everything for you. Uh, I did want to shout out. I'm sorry if I butcher your name, but I think it's Hui Kong Tan Tang. Uh, this one, I remember you requested this video, so this one's for you, man. Hopefully, we can get you some good 10-team points players here. But, man, Hassan Whiteside's falling. Do I just bite the bullet there? I'm a little bit weak on um, on my center position, but he's been he's been behind Rashawn Holmes in the pecking order right now, which makes me a little bit nervous. Um, I did miss on Michael Porter Jr. Um, Jalen Brown is a guy here who I'm going to probably take with my next pick. Um, let me just look around here. I'll tell you what, I'm going to take Hassan Whiteside just because that's, that's a pure upside pick. I know it's round seven, uh, but based on some of the guys that I'm seeing here, I don't love anybody and I'm just taking the, the true potential pick there. And even if he is a little bit slow to get out of the gate as he's, I don't know if, I think he's hundred percent healthy now. Um, so I think it's just a matter of him getting comfortable with his new team. Um, and then I can also take Rashawn Holmes later if I want to, but I'm going to take Jalen Brown here. I'm super excited about this young Celtics shooting guard here. I'm, I'm super shooting guard heavy, but he's also shooting guard, shooting forward eligible. So I love that. You, you see here, he was player 14 last year at the position and opportunity is knocking with, with Gordon Hayward out of the position. And you just see some of these points that the man puts up. He's a pure scoring, you know, shooting forward, shooting guard but he's going to chip in assists. He's going to chip in rebounds. He's also very clingy on defense. You see some of these games, you know, with the multi steals and some blocks. So he does have potential to fill out all the stats there for you. So I'm just picking a, a guy that has a lot of opportunity coming his way this year. We know Kemba Walker won't be ready for a while too. So that game's going to, or that team's going to be highly concentrated with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and we'll see who else can step up. But those are two of my favorite picks so far. And then I'll pass it to Drake. Who are we looking at here as we enter the back of the eighth round? Just to hit on Jalen Brown, it's criminal that he is going in the eighth round here. Um, Probably your, five round value. Yeah, I would say so. And you know, maybe it gets even better than that. We're running a keeper league this year, so that's something new. Um, Jalen Brown might be that guy for you. Um, I definitely agree here. So you taking Sweet Lou here? You got two picks back to back. Who sticks out? Um, I'm going to kind of stick to my game plan, which is always to grab, um, you know, multi-positional players. So Murray here from San Antonio, he's a guy that's criminally underrated. He, once he's on your fantasy team, you're probably not letting him go. He's going to be consistent for you and he plays every night and he's San Antonio's starting point guard. Yeah, he's he's taken over Derek White, I believe, in that. Yeah, moment. and you see, we saw glimpses of this last year where he would just go off in the scoring department. But he's also going to stuff all like some nights it's a rebound night, some nights it's a it's an assist night. But you see some of the defense, like he had six steals in one game last year. Um, so you're getting an ultra productive player. That's just this is the type of guy Popovich loves to have on his team. A, a really smart, quick. Uh, physical player. So I, I think Deontay Murray, especially not the ninth round, come on, people, um, that, that's an easy one. And you actually get him there at pick 810. Uh, and then you also take Aaron Gordon. Any quick thoughts on Aaron Gordon? Just going off some potential there. Um, you know, Orlando might be better this year. They're, maybe they hit their plateau. I don't know. 
but Aaron Gordon, he's young. He can get the rebounds, get the points for you. Uh, in round nine, that's it was just an easy pick for me to make. Yeah, and I, I think once we get towards this point of the draft, um, I'm trying not to think too much. I'm just trying to collect good players. I don't want to make excuses for things. Um, and the opportunity cost in, the, in this round, you're looking for high upside guys. And if you miss, you miss. But for the most part, if you get a hit back in this in this part of the draft, like you're in you're in really good shape there. So I'm almost up to pick here. There are a handful of guys here that are catching my eye, whether that's Brandon Clark, who I think that's been growing. That's a name that's been growing in our circle. Uh, we know that Jaron Jackson's not going to be ready to start the season. And this was a player who uh, last year as a rookie, I think he surpassed everyone's expectations. He did get hurt towards the end of the year, I think. But uh, you see the opportunity for him to get double doubles is going to be there. Uh, he's also pretty good defensively with the blocks. And sometimes he gets steals, too. So you see some of these high points of 55, you know, 40, 30. This is a player here who who might just run away with the power forward spot um, while uh, Jaron Jackson is on the men. So I'm going to take a true power forward here, Brandon Clark. That's going to fill a starting spot for me, too. So I did go heavy with the the shooting guards and some of the shooting forwards at the top of the show. So I'm kind of looking more towards centers, but how do I not take Colin Sexton here? Uh, you could let him fall to me. I could, t I could totally let him fall to you, but man, like this, I'm going to put my stamp on Colin Sexton as being, if you're in the 10th round and he's available, you take him. No questions asked. Um, this is the guy that I think has fallen the farthest in far in just in terms of any position, any any round. This guy is the the biggest value play, uh, and I'll just pull up his numbers in a second here. But he's also shooting guard, point guard eligible, which is fun. He was player ten last year. I don't know if that's shooting guard. That's probably his natural position. But the man averaged twenty points per game, chipped in three boards, two point nine assists, uh, a steal per game, and I think it's it's. It's only going to get better as as you're the biggest Cleveland fan that I know, and their team got better this year. Their team got a lot more competitive this year, and we're probably going to see this kid continue to play a high amount of minutes. I'm assuming we'll see some of his other numbers bump up as well, but, man, this is a fun player that you can get uh, for pennies at this moment. So Colin Sexton's probably the guy that I'm, I'm going to go to the table for here. Yes, well said. Um, he's also in his third year, yep. so that's where we start to see kind of NBA players take that next step in their development game slowed down for him. He's got good players around him. I really like Colin Sexton. So this pick, um, just kind of another easy one. I'm going to end up with two magic players, which I don't know how I feel about, but um, Marquez Fultz. I mean, sky is the limit with him for scoring the basketball. Uh, he's going to oh. run that offense and he fills a point guard need for me. So just again, taking a high potential guy. And Markel Fultz was a guy that last year I know in our league he bounced kind of on and off the waivers and a lot on a lot of people a lot of people's teams uh, because he he would play great and then he you know do a twelve point game or a fifteen point game. But if you hold on to him, this is a guy that's got high assist assist potential. He's going to be one of their leading scorers as well. And this is a guy that they're they're willing to probably build their franchise around, and we'll see if he can get another contract with them. So I really like the Fultz call here. And then you probably get your other guy. That This is probably the guy I've seen you mock draft the most, and it's Rui Hachimura. What do you got there? Just love Rui. Um, you saw him play last year, and the you know Wizards were in that bubble, and he was pretty much their only offensive option. 
at the time. And you kind of saw his game develop just in that first year coming off the break. And he's going to be a big part of that offense with Westbrook and Beal. They're going to get him the ball. He's going to get your rebounds. And he covers two positions. And he kind of reminds me of my Brandon Clark pick where who he's a player, a rookie that, you know, exceeded expectations. And he also uh, has potential to, to steal minutes from Thomas Bryant here, who I like a lot. Uh, but the potential for him to be on the floor is uh, is really up to him and what he can do there. So I like that pick. I uh, think their games, they can play together. They can match, yeah. Both of them can shoot from outside. They're not going to clog the middle um, with each other. And when you got Russ running like a madman, that team's going to have some fun. Um, um, and uh, speaking of uh, – so I, I really love hitting um, – Second-year players, third-year players. This is another uh, second-year player here. Really strong rookie season, exceeded expectations. He's playing on a, on a really young Charlotte Hornets team, and this is a guy that's going to probably average north of 30 minutes per game. He's one of their better scorers. He's going to scrap for rebounds. He's also pretty nifty with the assists, too. So this is a guy, P.J. Washington, that's going to fill your stats for you. Again, second-year player, really young team. I like the opportunity for him in this one. Uh, I have two more picks left in this draft. I'm pretty weak at center. I only have Christian Wood and Hassan Whiteside, so I should probably be looking in that department here. But nobody really sticks out. So I think for me, I'm just going to quickly take uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll fall on Thomas Bryant. He's another player here that last year, he when Thomas Bryant was healthy, this man was putting up some points, but he was kind of touch or go with the minutes. But you do see in under 20 minutes per game here, the man's putting up 34 points, 29 points, 26 points. He's a high um, fantasy points per minute type player here. So he's very active, really, really good shooter and good score here. So the center, Thomas Bryant, interests me. Uh, but we kind of touched at this at the top of the show, Drake. And maybe with this, these last couple of picks here, we take a rookie. We have Turner in the chat room asking, who is your best rookie to pick in your opinion here? I drafted him right now, Turner. This is it. Yep. And let me just make my next pick so I can talk okay. about Killian here. Killian Hayes, uh, he's going to have the probably the best opportunity of a rookie to just get full starter minutes. He's running an offense of the Pistons. That's We, we really don't know what it's going to look like, but he is going to be the guy there. I would say he's probably going to get 30 minutes a game. And some people like this kid as the best player coming in. I know the ringer had a write-up on him about being the best player in the draft. Um, the talent is there for him to succeed. It, I mean, you're not going to be relying on him, but you also took him in round 12. So, um, so that's, that's been probably the, that's the one that you and John, I think keep going back on is Killian Hayes. That seems to be the consensus, you know, most favorite rookie pick for fantasy leagues this year. So Killian Hayes, really good pick. You also finished it up with Bogdan Bogdanovich. I see you've been flip-flopping with those Atlanta sh sharpshooters lately. So it's going to be fun to see how that rotation works out. I do have one more pick here. I've been reserving my last pick or two for Toronto Raptors. Um, so I'm going to continue to do it. The guy that I do like though, in a 10 team might be Dylan Brooks, uh, Memphis Grizzlies, a lot of young talent here. He was kind of inconsistent towards the end of last year. So I don't love him, but he, this guy's this guy's a shooter. He's a he's a very good scorer, but he's kind of streaky. Uh, as far as I got eight seconds to do the job, uh, where's my Toronto Raptors? OG Anunobi, probably one of my favorite players here at the end of the draft. And why do I like OG Anunobi? He's a shooting forward. 
He's going to get a lot of minutes, I think, this year. Towards the end of last year, I mean, he was putting up high 30s, even 40 minutes per game here. And you see, when I saw this 84, I was super intrigued with OG. He puts up 32 points in the game, seven boards, seven steals. This guy's one of the, the up-and-coming, uh, really solid defenders. And you see the blocks as well, too. Um, if you're in, a, in a, a league that skews towards defensive stats, this is the player that you want to make sure you get on the end of your end of your roster here. And just he's a really scrappy dude. You know, you see a 25 and 12, a lot of nine nine rebound type games here. So it's an opportunity play. Raptors. Uh, I'm not really sure what the rotation is going to be, but they did have some some key big men leave. So I think there's going to be a, a potential for the Raptors to play some small lineups there. Um, so OG Anunoby is one of my favorite players. And we do have a question from this young man named the fellow JGM. Never heard of him. Um, he's asking, what's your stance on stacking guys from the same team, like a quarterback receiver stack in football? What do you got on that trick? You know, basketball is such an isolated game that it doesn't bother me at all. It's not something I'm looking to do. I mean, obviously, if you're stacking LeBron and AD, you're pretty happy. But um, I, it's not something I would fear. You know, these guys all play their own basketball games. Most offenses aren't running a full offense all the time. It really relies on players just being good at their craft. So I guess the way that I kind of look at this is with football, you want to get in like the, the Rodgers, Devonta Adams stack, probably the best stack of the year other than Pat Mahomes and Tyree Kill. So like if you're if you're looking at you know elite teams nba teams are going to win a lot of games those are the stacks that i'm more interested in so uh a guy like uh if you can get a guy like jamal murray and you know because he's a what a third round pick if you started yep. your draft with Jokic, man that could be a lot of fun and if you're if you're like michael schmidt and you live in denver i could totally see that being something that you want to stack and you know that if denver's going to win so many games this year the odds are that that's going to be a pretty um pretty valuable uh, two group position there for you. So uh, I do kind of like some of the more elite team stacks, whether that's even Giannis and a guy like Chris Middleton, you know, you're kind of getting those two, two really good players there. Any other quick stacks come to mind of like, uh, yeah, I, th I think I misunderstood the question a little. Um, another one that's a little underrated is going to be a Chris Paul and Deandre Eaton stack because that pick and roll game is just going to be nasty. You started to see it with Rubio. And now you got the point god there. Um, that's that's an underrated stack I would look for. So if you're looking for a stack like a quarterback receiver, grab the point guard, you know, or their assist leader, and then grab you know one of their main scorers. Uh, and then another one too, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Yep, that be, that's that can be pretty easy, and, and it's it's a more expensive like we're we're talking more expensive players to buy here. You know, you're, you're talking pairing maybe your first round pick with a third or fourth round pick. Yeah. Uh, and because typically like in, in fantasy football, sometimes you get a little bit nervous about diving into too many teams or to diving all into one team. But with basketball, basketball is pretty safe. Like if we know how a team's going to operate, like that's how it's going to operate barring injury. So, um, but man, like the, the Jokic Murray stack would be kind of fun. Um, the Carl Anthony Towns Russell one sounds intriguing. And then, yeah, with Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, there are some pretty good ones there. Trey Young, John Collins. Trey Young and John Collins. There you go. Yeah, uh, a lot of good potential here. What if you, I mean, what is your thought of stacking um, Philadelphia? If you're going to stack two players from there, is it is it Simmons and Embiid, or are you looking for? Well, if you're doing that, you have to take them. Say you're in a ten team, you have to take them tenth and eleventh. Yeah. 
Like that's, that's your first two picks. Me, that's that that's almost spreading it too thin. Um, where um, I don't know if that's a, a I don't know if that's something I'd want to do, especially some of the other players on the board in that range. I think I'd rather. Um, I don't think Philadelphia is one I'm trying to stack. Maybe a team like. Uh, hmm. I mean, you could stack the Clippers, but you're those two play separate from each other, so you're really not benefiting. You know, you're not having one player feed the other with Paul George and Kawhi. What about, what about a Drummond Sexton stack? Something like That's, that. That is the best one of them all, and I'm glad that you brought that up. Fun. Um, <laughs> Miami doesn't have a true point guard really to pair with Bam Adebayo to make that interesting. Sexton uh, just doesn't get enough assists yet. That's one thing that you know, he's working on is the court vision because he likes to score and he likes to drive the basketball himself. Um, I mean, I, I love Donovan Mitchell. He's not a true point guard, so I, I can't get Rudy and Donovan. Um, I think we, I think we probably hit the main ones. It's what about, what about a Brogdon Sabonis type move there? Those are both kind of fourth and fifth round picks. Um, yeah, that's a cheap ball. stack. Um, that's, with two good fantasy basketball players. Um, I'm just kind of looking for other really good big players here. So this year in Fox situation, he's a great young point guard and the opportunity cost of a Hassan Whiteside or Rashawn Holmes is pretty cheap. That's one I'm, I'm, I have a soft spot for the Kings uh, for some reason. I don't know what it is, but um, that that's my, that's my West team to keep an eye on for future. I hope they just keep collecting young talent, but, uh, a lot of young players. There's going to be a lot of young minutes up for grabs, and I'm I'm really watching the power forward center rotation of Whiteside and Rashawn Holmes. But De'Aaron Fox, I think most people agree he's he's an ascending young talent there, and that's a pretty cheap stack to get. Uh, nothing else really comes to mind as far as stacks. Maybe a Mitchell Robinson, Alfred Payton stack. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> Portland. What does Portland have to stack? Um, yeah, Nurkic. Yeah, Dame and Nurkic. Um, I, got, I got a couple other questions in the chat room here. Okay. Um, so Darren Brown, thanks for hanging out. We have a 20 team category league draft today. Any advice or tips for large leagues? Whew, 20. Um, do you know what your draft position is yet? Or is that like the one hour before the draft type deal? A 20 team category league. Whew. So really do um, kind of, don't go off ESPN projections if it's you're doing it on ESPN. I don't know what your site is. Kind of pull up stats, um, individual NBA stats on the side there. NBA.com does a pretty good job with those. And I would, you know, first couple picks, just grab the best available player. Don't even worry about it. But then kind of start looking where you can look different from other teams. Um, start stacking some of those categories. They'll give you a competitive advantage. So last night I recorded a mock draft, a category mock draft with uh, our friend John, and we talked a little bit about category strategies. And um, don't be afraid to kind of ignore a category. If the board falls and you get, if you get a player that is not going to, if you if you take Drummond with your your first pick or something like that, and you know your free throws aren't going to be great, your three point shooting isn't going to be great, it's okay to kind of avoid, especially in a category league where I don't know if it's a nine cat or or. I'm assuming it's, you know, seven, eight or nine categories. So if you want to avoid, you know, pick basically the board's going to fall. Your first player, he's going to have weaknesses. It's okay to kind of avoid those weaknesses and then just build around your first pick's strengths. 
Uh, because if you end up winning, you know, if you go six and three every week, man, that's going to add up. And if, if you're shy on two or three categories, that's okay. Um, you, you could be able to build through free agency and kind of build those weaknesses up. Um, so I'm going to say, don't be afraid to build around your best player's strengths and see where he's going to win the categories for you. And then really kind of just uh, fall into those categories. I think that's probably the best advice I have for uh, a 20 team league. Holy, but that, that would be fun. That'd be kind of fun one day. Waiver wire. My goodness. Um, we do have a, Oh, Turner's got some cool questions here. What's, what is the most important position for fantasy basketball? Drake, I'll let you, I'll let you go with that. I, I, you know, I don't know if there is a most important position. I tend to really favor a scoring center um, just because they can do everything for you. They get the points, rebounds and the blocks. Um, Drummond even gets assists and steals. So he's kind of the outlier, but I tend to favor the big guys that can play multiple positions or just kind of fill that up stat sheet for you. Uh, Maybe Kyle has some other thoughts on that. Well, I have a question with this question. The most important position for fantasy basketball, um, we've played in leagues together. You know that I am a waiver wire fiend. I love leaving like the last spot or two in my roster to add positions. So I would counter and ask you, what's the easiest position to add uh, off the waiver wire that's going to get a lot of points? I think that's a lot of centers. I think a lot of uh, you can find point guards who are hot. There's a lot of injuries to point guards, and all of a sudden he becomes you know a, a pretty high assist player, and he's going to get minutes. So I do think point guards and centers are the easiest to find off the waiver wire. So I think I, I value um, maybe not total positions, but I value players who are going to be super consistent in high scoring. So a guy like LeBron James, someone someone in this shooting forward power forward position to me these are some of my favorite positions you know, like kevin durant falls into this um these are you know these are three and four type of players here that they're, they're just the rock of teams um and i just to me I, I like building my team kind of around uh the middle of the of the lineup there so i think um it's, it's kind of hard to find good scorers uh off the bench but if you're looking for on the waiver wire it's easy to find guys that just chip in whether they're rebounds or or total assists some of those secondary um things are easy to find but we know who's going to score points so i'm looking at um kind of those players at the top of the board um and then in the later rounds is shake milton an underrated pickup any thoughts on shake milton It's not pulling it up. Let me uh, 76ers um, shooting guard. Guard. So let me just navigate here towards uh, fantasy. Here we'll go to our, our league here, and I'll open up the trends for drafting. Um. So I remember Shake Milton's had some good uh, potential for minutes. I'm not sure where he falls on the shooting guard list here. So he's down here pretty far. Um, I'm not really sure how the minutes are going to shake out in Philadelphia this year. I think that's a, a big question there. Still not. Still I not. think with a guy like Shake Milton, he's someone you're probably going to be able to pick up in that waiver wire. Yep. So maybe put him on your scout team if you utilize that tool. Um, just kind of watch, see what he's doing this year. Um, so he was a productive player when he had the minutes last year. And you would think he he's going to get the minutes this year, but let's kind of see how Doc Rivers and the 76ers work out 
before we start dipping into those other secondary players for the Sixers. That's just my opinion. He's definitely backing up Ben Simmons. So I think this is it really also it depends on um, how big your leagues. Like if you're like our guy Darren down here with the 20 team league, this is where a guy like Shake could be uh, kind of valuable in a, in a really deep league like that. Uh, but he's a backup point guard for now. He should be the primary backup, but he's behind a, a pretty good player in Ben Simmons. So I think he's a guy that you can kind of wait, maybe watch him for the first week. If we like what we see, um, or if you want to just get him with your last pick, I think that opportunity cost is pretty cheap. But we do see when he's on the floor and he gets you know upwards of 30 minutes, uh, we did see him put up 39 points last year. He's a pretty steady assist player, too. He plays really good defense. I think that's what sticks out for me the most is his defensive play with the steals. He even gets some blocks. As a point guard getting blocks, that's kind of fun. Um, maybe, so, he's, maybe he's a nice handcuff if you already have Simmons on your team. So this is definitely, um, I guess, another one of my favorite pieces of, of advice to tell people is, um, I mean, I, last year I lost Steph Curry, what, in the, the third or fourth game the first week pretty early. So I had to heavily rely on the waiver wire and just and just look around and keep looking for players to make my roster better. And that first week or two of you know, next week, this stuff starts. And the first week, if you see a player on the waiver wire that, that booms and he's getting good minutes, and then you see another game where he does that too, uh, add those players. Um, don't be don't be shy if you have a player on your team that was a really low opportunity or a really low draft pick and this guy's outperforming him don't be afraid to swap it you always want to constantly keep tinkering i think that last one or two roster spots um and essentially you, you like in a points league like to me like 20 points is kind of the bar for my, my worst player i want him over 20 points yeah uh, so if you have a guy that's struggling or the minutes just quite aren't there or if you, if you have an injury guy and you know he's going to be out four weeks and he's not like a high value name don't be afraid to move on and and just fall into believe what you're seeing. You know, if you see a guy that's on a stretch of three games where he's getting good minutes, good boards, and he's chipping in points too, um, trust what you're seeing and and just fall into some good things sometimes. So don't be yeah, um, don't get too attached. I mean, yeah. even if it's your you know, if Curry's your first pick, even if it's your eighth round pick, and you're seeing these first couple of weeks he's not performing, it's not working out. Cut him loose. Yeah, that's some really good advice. Um, so I think most people are probably drafting on Sunday or Monday with Tuesday right on the schedule here. So I hope this video helps you guys. If you guys do have any more questions, we got a few people hanging out in the chat room. Otherwise, um, any other things to look at, Drake, while we're while we're kind of just uh, wrapping up this show? Um, you know, I think we pretty much hit on all of our points with the waiver wire. That's just a, a huge important tool during the fantasy basketball season. And like Kyle said, he keeps an open roster spot. Um, you don't necessarily have to do that, but always adding and dropping and finding those guys. You're going to find these these guards. These even some rookie guards are going to come out of nowhere that were second round picks because there's injuries and you know we have COVID to fight with this year. So that's just another reason to be paying attention. Fantasy basketball is it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, so pay attention. Use your IR spot if you yeah. have an IR spot. We we were lucky enough. We have a a, a good commissioner that let us add another IR, IR spot two this year. So we got two. Two of them. Um, because it gets painful. You know, like Kyle held on to Curry all last year. Because how do you cut your first round pick? You know, you don't know when he's coming back. and But then that plugs up your IR spot and you want to be – 
you probably don't want guys sitting there for more than a month. Right. Um, so yeah, very good. Make sure you guys get IR spots this year. And even if it's not like an injury player, there's going to be COVID stuff going on. So um, just be like, we have a rule right now where we have, we do have three IR spots. I believe we said you can put, uh, you can use all three IR spots for COVID if that's how it goes. Uh, but you do get two of those three IR spots. We are, we're going to allow for actually injuries and, and kind of IR related things. So uh, just make sure you guys, uh, the season hasn't started yet. Ask your commissioner. Make sure you guys know your IR rules uh, going into the draft as well. And then I did have, um, I think when we get into the regular season and we kind of do our weekly show, uh, we'll get into more probably looking at guys that are available in some leagues. It'll, it'll kind of almost be like a like a recap of like what are we seeing going on right now, who's hot. Um, and then I think a, a good por portion of what we'll do is we'll look at guys that should be available on waiver, waiver wire leagues. And then um, one of my favorite ways to do research is once we get a handful of games here, just clicking through these last seven, last 15, last 30 day tabs, um, you start to see uh, who's been hot lately, like the last seven days, last 15 days gives you a little bit more consistency as to how players have been doing, uh, but just kind of looking around for players that should be available. But for me, I've made my, I've made my, my last two seasons off of working the waiver wire and just always tinkering with my roster. So even though the draft is a heavy part of it, I think fantasy basketball more so than fantasy football or even baseball, working that waiver wire in fantasy basketball, just because there's games every day, um, kind of like baseball, I suppose, too. Uh, but working that waiver wire for basketball is is really, really key for me. Um, I want to, I'm trying to remember, like I, I two years ago, I grabbed Pascal Siakam in the first week. You know, you see two or three of those games and, and players stick out like that. Uh, I was able to grab Fred Van Vliet last year, Devontae Graham. You know, and those are all players that are probably picked in the top four or five rounds. Devontae Graham's probably a sixth or seventh pick up round. I believe Sabonis was a couple of years ago. He was bouncing around our waiver wire teams. Yep. Um, John Collins. That's how we got to know John Collins. Yeah, we picked him up. Wow. Coming off the waiver wire. And Davis Burton's here. Uh, yep. he, being just a sharpshooter, this guy would – rain threes in the name of freedom um <laughs> really fun <laughs> there, dude. there any other guys off the waiver wire here i can't quit the raptors man I can't quit them norman powell I'm, I'm seduced every time i look at this guy he's a pure scorer you know you see these points per game here he's not going to do too much here but he's a scrappy player he does chip in on the defensive side too he's just struggled to stay healthy so Towards the last round of my draft, I'm looking at the Raptors' uh, young potential there. Um, I don't know. Any other questions in the chat room? Otherwise, I think that's going to do it for today. Um, Drake, I'll probably just click end broadcast, and then we can kind of just stay on and just finish up what we okay. got on here. But I want to thank you guys for all the questions in the chat room. Thank you for watching the video. Uh, if you play in, in the 10-team points league, that's great. Otherwise, we do have a 12 uh, team categories mock that we did last night. We also have a 12 team points league. So I think we covered, you know, three of the most popular scoring systems for you guys. So check out the other videos. If you need some help there, always ask us questions if you need them, but uh, for Drake, you can follow him on Twitter at the fellow D E S. We'll see him again uh, probably next week sometime. And uh, I don't know. Thank you guys so much for your time. Have a good uh, rest of your day. Peace.